This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. Well, welcome everybody to Forever Bristol City podcast. The final score at Ashton Gate last night, it finished City 1, West Ham 0. And I've got to do this. I've written this all down. Are you ready? Sir Bobby Moore, Sir Jeff Hurst, Sir Trevor Brooking, Ray Winston, Martin Peters, Frank Lampard, Danny Dyer, Billy Bonds, Dane Karen Brady, Mark Lobel, Declan Rice, James Corden, Harry Redknapp, we gave your boys a hell of a beating last night. We gave your boys a hell of a beating. You'd have to be over 30 to realise what that was just then. Apologies. But uh, what a great night at Ashton Gate. I tweeted before the game, give us a night to remember. And City certainly did. Uh, banished uh, West Ham. Uh, very, very, very ordinary they were. Uh, joining me, Mark and uh, Ian. Uh, as you do normally, guys, let's have your uh, immediate thoughts after the game. A brief 30 seconds before we dive into the action and other stuff. Uh, you first, Mark. Great to see City on uh, 20, 25 and a half thousand, nearly a full house on national TV where they were singing our praises. And the reason City won is they wanted it more and gave it everything in 90 minutes. Uh, 94 minutes of pure hard work, standout performances from Campering and goal scorer Tommy Conway, who brilliantly kept his, uh, kept his feet. And the game just proved that football can just turn in a few seconds with both the goal from one end of the pitch to the other and an incident uh, uh, with five minutes into the second half. And we now know that uh, Joe Williams is the deadly assassin. Yeah, he is. Ian, your thoughts on the, on the game as you walked away from Ashley Gate and then drove home to deepest Somerset or North Devon, wherever. <laughs> well, it's, it's East Devon, so well done. You're, you're, you're sort of half right. Um, I thought it was very clever tactically from Liam Manning to play two tens. There's been a lot of talk, and I was hearing a lot of talk on the radio from some very, very frustrated West Ham fans on the way home. I don't normally listen to it, but I thought, well, I will. And it seemed all we heard about was injuries. And nobody seemed to mention the injuries that Bristol City had, or as they insist on calling us, Bristol, um, uh, which really does get right up my nose. So, um, excellent tactics from Manning. Played two tens, not the two tens we'll probably play against Watford, but two tens all the same. Our best midfielder, possibly you could say, was on the bench. Um, but we still, if you added the players into that side, and possibly they could go in, 
you know, your Rob Atkinson, Cal Naismith, Mark Sykes. We were missing players last night as well. And nobody, I don't know if it was mentioned on the BBC because I haven't watched or listened to it yet. But that with that involved, I thought McCrory, for the time he was on the field, for a player that's been out and had the horrendous illness and operation that he's had, uh, was excellent. But I think Liam Manning is erring towards playing with wing backs because um the uh the wide diagonal for the flick on with Cam Pring is working. Cam Pring and Ross McCrory, believe it or not, are both six foot two. And that's a tactic we could see in the future. Yeah. Now, whether we can bring in somebody further back that can that can pass the ball and add balance, I know we're looking. So it, I thought it was, it was a great night. The atmosphere was really good. That crowd is our capacity. We had a very, very similar crowd against Man City. Yeah, we did. Um, the stadium's 27, but you've got to allow for segregation. You've got to allow for cameras and all the rest of it. So that's as many tickets as we could sell. So um, George Tanner, I'll give him a mention because some David uh, Shilton has on here. Dead solid. I, I don't particularly like George playing right centre-back, but as I've said all along, he is a bloody good defender yeah. so that that worked really well um when McCrory's fully fit McCrory could play there Mark Sykes can come in as a wing back yeah but hey I, you know there we've got if we can get the get over this this damn injury crisis this dogged us for four years we really have got an opportunity and yes there will be ups there will be downs but we we're building I feel that for the first time in, in quite a long time. Okay, that's good. Positive stuff. Uh, Mark, uh, everybody was surprised that uh, Jason Knight was out, but sickness before the game. Um, and playing with three at the back, I mean, we talk more about future formations, but Ian's already alluded to it, what the options are. But Ty Tanner, Viner and Dickey, it was an interesting uh, formation change, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, having looked, reviewed the game, uh, it looks like it matched up West Ham's formation, but it worked very well um, having a new timber tens because it gave us a, a, a different focus. And I think it, it, it really helped our pressing, um, you know, tireless pressing. And we, I think there were times when we could have released the ball earlier because Tommy Conway was making so many runs. And that was aired on by McEnough and Leon Osman in the BBC studio, from what, what I've heard. And of course, they do that tracker, don't they? And put the circle around them. Looks like they've been captured by the Misterons. I've just left lost a lot of people by mentioning the Misterons <laughs> in Captain Scarlet look on YouTube. Yeah. But I think it gives a bit of a focal point whether you'll play that in games. Um, I think you. I think uh, Knight comes in from Mametti, and you've got Scott Twine alongside Jason Knight. You could play them as two number tens, and move Garner Hitman back uh, and play him alongside Williams in central midfield. That that yeah. could be really good. It's a front. It's front foot. That would be his front foot as you get. You know, Jason Knight playing as number ten, mm -hmm. and that's got Twine's natural position as a number ten. But yeah, it just gave us a different focus. And we saw Ross uh, Ross McCrory, you know, a guy who's been out. I mean, I mean, he, he you know, he's, he would have lost a lot of muscle tissue with this infection. Probably, probably, I don't know, but he, you know, it would have made him so ill, and he's had to he's had to build up his fitness and his muscle, and to come back 
probably maybe about four to six weeks sooner than was expected. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, great. Right. It's great. But I think we'll still have to be patient with him. From what I saw, he's not a person to hang around. He he's likes a, to he, uh, was saying, Gary Harris was saying on Bristol, yeah. on the radio Bristol last night, that he's a leader. You know, he was berating yeah. his own yeah. players. And we've not had a figure like that on the, the t on the pitch. So hopefully, I mean, I don't think he's going to suffer falls gladly yeah. or at all. But yeah, it was great to see somebody like that. But behind him, George Tanner was solid. Yeah. Um, you know, George gets a few pelters. I thought he was great. Campering was outstanding. I think he won player of the match, but I think um, the player of the match was probably Tommy Conway. For well, his I think, I think, I think there were players, contenders for player of the match all across the pitch. Um, yeah, Ian, yeah. we uh, we we had the perfect start, but again, as Mark said, in the slip of a few seconds, it 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 couldn't have been the perfect start because you know it was a misplaced back pass. Take us through the goal as you saw it. Misplaced back pass from um, the right-hand side of West Ham going forward. Tommy got onto it just before the keeper. Did well to keep his balance and not fall over. Took it round him. Nice cool head. Couple of touches towards goal. Nice calm right foot finish into the opposite corner. Um, and it the, the way we were moving last night, Anis Mometi looks about a yard quicker than I've ever seen him run. And he has played that position before. He, he played lots of positions for Wickham. He played left wing, right wing, 10. Um, so he, he is used to moving around. And I think it's a question of finding where he's best. Like I said, I think the two natural 10s are probably Knight and Twine. Um, Twine. However, we know that Jason Knight can play as an eight as well. So what it does, it gives us options. And it opens up um, the opportunity to let, let some players go in the summer uh, or in January if, if we need mm. to. Um, so uh, I, I was an uh, excellent goal, a real striker's goal, yeah, if you want to call it that. Uh, somebody alert, aware, good running, got, got around quickly. And I think Tommy's... Tommy's loving life. He's got his confidence. Uh, he's got his confidence back because he's he's converting penalties. He's scored in two of the biggest games City have played in for uh, many a while. He's done well. How did you yeah. see the goal, Mark? Because integral to it was that clearance by Max O'Leary. You know, I mean, it was a desperate clearance, but it found its target. And then, as Ian alluded to, Tommy stayed on his feet. Others would have gone down. I think there's a tendency to go down. And I think, as Gary Hours said last night on Radio Bristol, he composed himself. Instead of dragging it or hitting it with his left foot at an acute angle, he composed himself. And it really was a simple rolling over the line when he finished it. But how did, how did you see it? Yeah, there's so much more to it. Um, and we could have conceded a goal because uh, City get the ball halfway inside their half. And Viner uh, looks across at Dickey, but he doesn't look up. So he plays a, a pass to Dickey, slightly behind him, and Corney runs on, plays in uh, Danny Ings. But <laughs> we're going to think now that Max, uh, Max O'Leary plays his best passes under pressure. He comes out and makes a sliding tackle stroke pass, and he hits it so hard up the wing that it's behind uh, that Mavropanos has yeah. got Mehmeti and Pring chasing him. But the move of the game is really uh, Conway has run off Kurt Zuma. He's completely lost Zuma. He anticipates the, the pass from Mavropanos. 
and then what he does is he pushes it with his uh, with his uh, with his left foot, just touched it past the keeper, and he's stumbling. And then he gets himself up right and strike and strokes it in at an angle right into the far corner of the net and beats the despairing uh, despairing Zuma. But it's that run from Conway off off of Zuma to yeah. anticipate that. You know, if he doesn't make yeah. that run. There's no goal, but Mameti and Pring deserve a lot of credit because they're chasing down Mavropanos. Mavropanos doesn't yeah. look up. Similar to similar to Viner, so you've got one mistake at one end that's uh, saved by the keeper. Our, our lamented um, Max O'Leary from Saturday makes a fantastic clearance. He's going to think he's Emerson oh uh, if he carries on like that, but he just strikes it so well on yeah. the slide. I have to say, end uh, to when, end. When, when, when yeah. you said Zuma, uh, Conway lost Zuma. Yeah, Conway Zuma's lost Zuma. Cat. Zuma's, Zuma's, Zuma's just Zuma's wishing. I bet Zuma's cat was wishing he did uh, similar uh, last year. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. He was getting exactly. sick through the game because of that. I didn't realise the uh, RSPCA had... Uh, um, you know, mob crowd mob or whatever you call it at the game because you got booed. Well, every time the you stupid thing is, if you if you choose to if you choose to abuse animals, don't film it. Yeah. Uh, don't <laughs> abuse them at all. Uh, but he filmed it, didn't he? Ian. Um, We'll talk about the sending off as a separate incident when we get into the second half, but there was one of the comments here on the text feed is that, you know, we were physical. You know, we are not, you know, we're a little bit pansy-ish or be known for not being hard in the tackle. And, you know, we put it up them last night and they didn't like it, did they, at all? Yeah? Well, somebody else has also said it shows the difference between the Premier League and... The championship because in the Premier League you bump into somebody and they roll over 14 times they might get a free kick although the referee I thought was Down excellent England. last yeah. night he's obviously better at refereeing than he is at drawing lines um I, I thought he uh he let the game flow there were only 11 free kicks in the entire game and I've noticed recently with City we don't give away many free yeah. kicks because the referees have stopped giving absolutely everything and I think it's taken a few of them a real while to get used to it, and some of them still aren't brilliant yeah. at it. But it has made the game better and more free-flowing. Free so I, I was delighted with that. We are, as we know, I mean, if West Ham, they should get a, a videotape of the second half at Preston and then say if we're physical or not, because we looked anything yeah. but up there, didn't yeah. we? So... It goes to show you can do it. One thing on last night, before I forget, and, and it's a great time, and I don't want to be overly critical of anybody, but I thought, I thought Zach Viner's distribution last night was absolutely abysmal. Um, and he really, he, he, def he defended well enough, but some of it, some of his uh, playing out was terrible. Joe Williams got caught on the ball early on a couple of times, but then he grew into the gate and got up to speed. Because with all this stuff about, well, we can team, yeah, what, £25 million Ben Rama, £25 million England International Board Prouse. What did Fornals cost them? Didn't they pay 30 odd million for Zuma yeah, as well? Yeah. yeah. So the, the, this, you know, when you say, well, we've got our top players out, yeah, the, the £8,500 million, a couple of them may be out. But we had players out who are every bit as valuable yes. to us when fit in firing, and they have been for a while. I, I, I so, hear what you say you know, there. If we're I, don't see, talk... I don't see Cal Naismith getting back in that side, even if he was fit at the moment, to be honest. And that's a big question. Well, perhaps it perhaps he perhaps he gets in it in midfield to give 
a, a, a balance at the base. So you've got a lefty and a righty. In yeah, there. but then who do you leave? So, who do you leave out but, in that situation? Well, I'd, I'd leave Matty James out. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, you could play Taylor Garner. Yeah, so, you could play Taylor Garner Hitman alongside Williams. Uh, you know, because I yeah. think he's more. He probably. I mean, he's probably more. Or, of a holder, or you could, isn't he? With, but uh, what I'm saying Garner is, it, it gives you it gives you options. What well, in the past we haven't had options. I mean, look when we played Cardiff, Nigel's last game, as it turned out, twelve players missing. Yeah. Well, we always said if the and, players come back, we've got we have. I don't say it's a top ten squad or whatever, but it's a decent squad when everybody's fit. But as you've said on numerous occasions, Ian. You know, as for you know, we're always likely to have four out at any one time, just because it's us. That's how it seems. Mark, I mean, West you, need, Ham, you need a strong, as you'd expect West Ham a stronger squad will come back into the game. Um, their corners look wicked. Um, Max had a few uh, nervous moments, didn't he? And his handling, you're thinking, oh no, Max. You know, there was a couple that came in, and I'm thinking they're going to get one here, and they enjoyed a they enjoyed a spell. Not for too long, but Max held firm, didn't he, in that latter stages of the first half? Yeah, they. I mean, they had a chance uh, when Ings um, got the ball just outside the eighteen-yard box, and he, he was allowed to turn, and he, and he struck it well, and it was just wider than yeah. Max's right post. But yeah, there were a couple of crosses that were overhit. Uh, one where he got his hands on the ball, but sort of dropped it, and it went behind uh, on his on his left hand side, and one on his right hand side. But we were inviting a lot of pressure, probably up to ten minutes before the uh, end of the first half, when they were working us very hard down the left hand side, and and they had a few they had a few corners. There was a free kick from James Ward-Prowse, where, strangely enough, and I've seen this on the highlights, Mavropanos just pulls out of challenge with with uh, with Max O'Leary. All he's got to do is, if he just puts his foot, his knee in there, just gets a touch because it's just got such a good whip, uh, you know, curled in from left to right. All he's got to do is take the pace off the ball and it's in the back of the net. But he pulled out of it. He just stops because O'Leary's coming towards him. Not with his fists or anything, he just stands up. So, you know, that was bad from West Ham's point of view. I think uh, Cornet got his, um, had his back to goal as well. And he turned from about four yards and just swept it wide. But yeah, there was a lot of pressure coming at the end of the end of the, the first half. And we had to stand firm. We, we did stand firm. But saying that, Ian, we had, we, they had that pressure up until, I'll say, the 45th minute. But well, the 44th minute, but then there was two minutes, I think, of time added on. Or was it one? One. We forced one. two corners in that. Uh, stage in, didn't we? And you know, we might have got a second just before the break. I mean, we weren't sitting on our laurels, were we, at that point? No, and I, I think that is a, a feature of Manning Ball that when tides try and put us under pressure, I thought we could have played out a little bit more calmly, but hopefully, the players will pick that up with time. Um, so you, you pick it up, you, you've got the time to pick it up and learn but the, the team I, I said earlier on on the text comments that team looked coached yeah. and organized and managed yeah. you know it's a little bit like i made the same comment about ipswich when we we played them and strangely enough their manager is um is actually younger he's one of the three younger yeah. managers than liam manning in the championship yeah. uh, only by a year to be fair uh so I, I was um, I was I was pleased with how we were, and 
I didn't think we'd buckle. You know, did I think West Ham might get an equaliser when they were, you know, Ward Prowse has got fantastic delivery on set pieces. And they put us under a lot of pressure, but we defended bravely and we dis- defended with a lot of skill. Yeah. And, and and I was I was really, well, I was really I, pleased I mean, with Bobby that. lost and found on the text feed here and said when we f- slipped or fluffed, we refocused immediately. And that was the thing I tweeted yeah. at half time. It was unforced errors by us where they were misplaced passes. Yeah. But you know, we we refocused and I thought we were hunting in packs as well whenever we lost the ball. You know, we we gave West Ham, you know, a lot, a lot to think about. Um, Mark, Ian was commenting about um, Anis Mametti. He looked a yard quicker, uh, again, not being critical. And he did some good stuff last night. But quite a lot of stuff broke down again because he seems to get easily knocked off the ball. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He did some good stuff last night. It was a good game from him. But I was frustrated a few times when, you know, he just didn't, have that physicality to retain possession. Am I being unfair with that comment? And I mean, in the first half, he 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 got down the line a few times, which was great. But I think with his confidence on the rise, he's he's now taking players on that yeah. he wouldn't have beaten in a million years a few weeks ago because he he was just running into defenders. It was almost as if he didn't he, he didn't have the confidence to beat him. He didn't believe that he could beat players. So he's trying different things. He's coming inside as well as going outside. Uh, I think sometimes he probably needs to release the ball earlier, but you could say that you need you need somebody in support. So yeah. we, I mean, I think under Manning, we try not to waste the ball. So sometimes we could pass. Uh, uh, we should spot a run quicker, but if a player doesn't think that he can pass the ball, we won't waste it. We won't we won't just you know play it in play it, uh, a, a, a loose pass or a long pass. They'll play it back and they'll recycle and start again. So you know that that you know it needs a bit of patience. But I think he's a lot more confident player. Yeah. Uh, I mean he, he missed he probably missed a he, he he leant back and hit one over the bar last yes, night. Yes he did. That was he should have got on target. Time, yeah. But the yeah. one at the end of the first half he works it well he works works the ball well because he was playing you know he was playing a Across, across, uh, behind, you know, behind uh, Conway, so he was playing left to right in that number ten role, and got a good shot, you know, that uh, that, that gained the corner right at the end of the mm-hmm. half. So I think he faded a bit in the second half, which is why he was taken off. But I think he's a much better player. He's um, definitely. If you can a continue player. this form, yeah. there's a player in there. Uh, maybe not to start though. Now that we bought Scott Twine, I yeah. think maybe uh, you see him start ahead of Mametti. And he's got a manager that believes in him as well because the rumours yeah, were exactly. That I mean, he could have been. I thought. I mean, I completely wrote him off because he looked. He lacked confidence. He lacked ability, and he's beginning to find both of those. But time will tell. Right. But the report is it's a lot better. Okay, so going in at half time, we're all over the moon at being 1-0 up. Um, and then, Ian, the flashpoint coming very early in the second half, 51 minutes. I mean, Joe was uh, putting himself about. Um, how did you how did you see the incident? It was the opposite side of the pitch to you. I was just, I don't know, yeah. 30 yards inside uh, our half. So it was just uh, some distance away from me. But he looked in trouble as soon as that foot went up, didn't he? I've um, watched that back. Uh, I watched it in the supporters bar after the game yesterday and it was a blatant red card. Um, Williams went in and and I think deserved a booking for the tackle. There was a tackle before that 
that had the referee blown up, the Williams tackle wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have come about. So it just goes to show how things, as Mark said earlier, can change in an instant. So Joe's gone in, Joe's Joe, and he's gone in for that tackle. Uh, he's he's I think he's caught the lad more with his follow through, but um, anyway, it's a booking. So it looked to me like Joe bent over to try and pick him up or something like that. The next minute, Ben Rammers give him the old uh, double-footed drop kick in the chest. And there was no way he was going to get well, away with like that. Like no way on earth. And as, as soon as he booked... Yeah. Yeah. And as soon, as soon as he booked Joe and Joe walked away, because there were people sat near me saying, hang on, is that going to be a red, red for double Joe red, Williams? Double red. Yeah. And I, I saw... The, and I and then all of a sudden like you can't see the card from over there and, it, and then I saw the, the, the our crowd explode. I knew it was yeah. a red. Well, he put a yellow uh, card. But, he put the yellow card away, and it was almost as if that was the bit that I was watching because he put the yellow card away. It's normally it's normally the back pocket for the and red that's what cards. He did, they go he to went, their back he went pocket. With his hand and brought it out. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, you're in you're in a lot yeah. of trouble. And yeah, it, it was a, a clear red. Did that help us? Of course, it did. Yeah. Um, well, most of the we can need, but I we need all the help we can get. Coming, most of their threat was coming down that side as well, really, wasn't it? Certainly in the first half. Well, think about it. The side that we beat are sixth in the Premier League. Although our West Ham fans last night screaming for Moise's head, they're a European champion. Yeah. And we beat them, Bristol City. So let's let's give ourselves a big pat on the back and a lot of credit. And I, I know, I mean, Manny wanted to talk, when he was being interviewed, wanted to talk about the Watford game. So that's his focus. That's yeah. his, right, yeah, we've done that. That's brilliant. Right, let, let's, now we've got something else to get on with now. So I hope that we get it right and we beat them because we don't want this after the Lord Mayor's show again. Well, I don't we think we will. That is so typical, typical Bristol City. But we talk about Watford yeah. and looking forward to the games that are coming up in a very busy spell uh, in a moment. Mark, the... Uh, there was a sending off, but it was starting to get a bit tasty out there. And there have been a few comments that uh, Taylor Gardner Hickman was, uh, uh, I've seen an image where his arm is up. Um, how did you see that? And obviously add any comments you've got about the sending off as well. Yeah, just a quick one on the sending off. Should have been a, a should have been a free kick for a foul on Tanner. I think it was with Cresswell. Uh, goes down. Williams, you know, hard tackle on Ben Rahm. And Ben Rahm is on his back and sticks his both both feet up, pushes away like that, and his right foot goes up into Joe Williams' chest. Williams buys it. He goes down. You know, I mean, he didn't. It wasn't enough power to to, to send him on his back, but you know, why not go down? Yeah, um, definite sending off. Hickman won. He's wrestling with Cresswell in uh, in the left back position, and sort of pushes him in his chest, and it carries on. And Hickman's hand comes up, catches. Uh, Garner Hitman's hand catches Cresswell, his right hand in the back of the head. Now, if that had gone to VAR in the Premier League, he would have been sent off. Um, yeah. But the referee didn't see it, or the assistant referee didn't see it. So I think we were quite lucky with that we one because lucky. really, it was a time for call heads because it, yeah. so he was so he was booked. So they can't take retrospective action because the referee acted at the time. Yeah, it oh, was, was interesting that, that the referee right. was on the line to somebody before the Ben Rama sending off, whether it was his officials, but he was still... It would be a system, wouldn't it? Was it officials, yeah. Mark, you're thinking, when he was talking then? Because he could have walked 
is official. Because- yeah, I didn't know Garner Hitman was 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 booked, but they were wrestling and Garner Hitman. Really, I mean, it, it, you need call heads after sending off. You don't want your players to get involved no. in any spats because the uh, the opposing team. Uh, the victims usually try and roll you up and try and do something. Yeah. They try and get Garner. you back. Every every foul is greeted with with a chorus of screams, isn't it? Send him yeah. off for any anything yeah. anything similar. So just keep on call head. He was a bit silly, Garner Hitman. He didn't need to do that. And no. in the Premier League, he would have gone. So we did get yeah. away with one there. But yeah. there you go. Oh, That's yeah. life, you, isn't it? Two two players for City booked last night: Joe Williams and Taylor Gardner Hickman. I've just checked. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, we go. didn't. He didn't need to do it. Uh, I cares. don't think if he'd have punched him. I mean, they were having a yeah. tussle, and his, and his hand went yeah. up round his head. It wasn't a deliberate. Well, it was, it was an incident off the ball. It was an ongoing thing. There was. Yeah. They were. I'll tell you what would have happened. So this is this is probably this is probably this is what happens in the Premier League. The referee might have thought, well, it doesn't deserve anything. Then the VAR uh, official would have said, I think you should. You need to look at the pitch side monitor, which changes yeah. the referee's mind. So he sees it in slow motion, and then he thinks, Ah, was I? wrong if I, if I get this wrong PGMOL might not give me another game or something and he changes his mind so, I think the you know, thing is like... that not the final altercation with a raised hand but there was a lot of shoving and pushing it was right in front of the linesman on the Lansdowne side and if he'd have thought there was much in it he'd have mm. flagged but like the, all the officials did they let the game flow and as a mm. number of people have said who are used to watching Premier League football how nice it is to see a game without VAR okay Ian um West Ham were going to have their moment and uh, Max lived up to the moment. He was criticised last uh, on Saturday against uh, Preston, but uh, I haven't seen the replay. I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch the, uh, the whole programme that BBC put out because I understand Jonathan Pearce, it was an encyclopaedic uh, knowledge of Bristol City came to the fore going back over the 50-plus years that he's been supporting. But the save... It was a worldie. If any Premiership goalkeeper had done it, you'd have seen that many times. You know, he 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 looked a bit dodgy in the first half, but that was top draw save and a good and a good strike from Suchek, wasn't it? Yes, and if you can honestly sit there and tell me that Fabianski is a lot better than O'Leary, yeah, then we can have a debate. Um, and I don't know what West Ham paid for Fabianski. They might have picked him up on a free for all I know, but I I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, we, we know with Max, he's not the biggest keeper physically. So he's not one of these six foot five guys that dominates his box, but he's a very good reactive goalkeeper and he's pulled us out of it more than he's dropped us in it this season. Yeah. Um, so, and, and what you've got to look at with, with defend people say, Oh, the keeper shouldn't have been out there and he shouldn't have done this. Right. Why was the keeper out there? Because. On Saturday, the right back headed the ball backwards and inside, and they're told never to do that, right? But when, he didn't do it deliberately. It was just the the challenge that went in on him. He couldn't get a clean header. Dicky yeah. lost his man, right? So so the the lad Will Keane ran off Rob Dicky. Dicky didn't make the run because he thought Max had the ball, <laughs> and Max didn't have the ball. So that was a collective defensive disaster. And the, sec- the second goal wasn't a lot better either. So I expect Liam Manning's had the videos out and said, right, this is what you should have done. Don't do that other bit again. But you're going to get that, and we're still going to get it. So I'm not saying, look, because we beat West Ham, and as somebody, uh, BCFC Skidmark is pointing out on here, they're in the last 16 of the Europa League, not the Europa Conference. No. So no. this season, 
And so look, let's be fair. Good. Let's be fair. If they'd, the have Bo, if they'd have had yeah. Bowen, if they'd have had Bowen and Pakatar, and I think there's another player. Yeah, but and Dave, if you're Andy. Yeah, but look at the injuries and the players away that Tottenham have got, right? You, you, look at the injuries that Man United have got. It it happens in football. Yeah. So well, I'm saying we need to cure ours. Where these clubs get away with it, well, not they didn't get away with it, but they sometimes get away with it, is they have bigger squads. Yeah. And they've got under-21s. That we die for, so because because they spend five million quid a year on their academy and they, and they've got blokes in their under twenty ones driving round in Ferraris and Bugattis. Yeah. So but whereas our lads have got they don't fancy it in Bristol on a on a cold Tuesday night. Incidentally, he only named eight subs and two of those were goalkeepers. Yeah, and West Ham fans quite clearly aren't happy on the forum. You know, and, I mean, and Moyes is in the situation that uh, that Nigel was in. That he's out of contract in the summer, but. No negotiations have taken place. Although saying that, I think they have because that was reported in the press the other day. Mark, the uh, the save from Max, as you saw, it was over in a flash. But uh, you know that was a, a, a fine effort by Sushik, and the the uh, the, the um, save was uh, top draw, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a good cross because it's hit with pace, and, and Suchek's arriving on the ball, making a good run from midfield like you should do like to see us do more of that and he, he takes the pace off the ball but the, the ball is rising but Max has still got to go backwards and get a very firm hand to it and push it over the bar so a great save um Tomo on here is uh you know talking about people are referred to the subs I think Sam Bell did well when he came on Naki was okay um, probably could have scored with a one-on-one-on-one. On, one on one. Fabianski yeah. made a decent save, but it was... He shot one over the top as I well, think, didn't he? Yeah, yeah that was, was a better shot. Um, that was yeah. a half chance. Uh, and then there was a cross, a great a great ball, work behind. And, and I like to see us do that more. Work behind to Sam, great cross. And Naki just couldn't get his foot round it and fell, you know, almost fed into the net. Harry Cornick, I mean, I'm beginning to think he's... I mean, shouldn't slag off a player but he's like Cinderella because he always seems to be late for the ball doesn't he uh, Harry um, so I think probably if I you know if you want to move somebody on in January I don't think we'd miss him if we could bring bring somebody somebody in and um, I just don't think he's good enough unfortunately I just don't have anything look, I mean, he's blocking he's blocking the pathway to any young players. yeah he just um, you know he's not he's not that he's not the player that we need he's just he's just not he's not going to take us anywhere but i thought sam bell was decent when he came on but what we didn't do and, and west ham were playing a high line and some like scott twine or uh can take advantage of this we really when we did when we did get chances we could have created some more chances we were offside far too many times and we could have created a few more one-on-ones by playing the ball through their line better mm. uh we, we messed we, it up we caught times. them we caught them offside a few times as well mind oh we? yeah but i think you know in in that stage of the game because we did hunt the ball down well and took the pressure off, uh, off us yeah. we were quite comfortable playing the game out yeah. but a, a better final ball could have seen us get a few more chances and hopefully with, you know, with Scott Twine and maybe another attacking midfielder, hopefully arrives soon, can take advantage of that when that happens. Well, but, you know, um, comfortably paid out in the end from a, a team that collectively just wanted it more yeah. and proved that over, over the two games. And sorry, West Ham, but we deserved it. 
and we did know i mean we deserved it i mean ian you know we were we just looked very very confident on the ball as you said earlier you know we didn't give it away we weren't wasting passes we did make unforced errors it was our downfall and that's just because we're being they're playing in a way that they've as you said not saying they weren't coached under nigel but we're we actually look drilled you know and this playing it across the back and what have you and, and bursting forward at pace you know it's uh it, it did look easy on the eye against top quality opposition didn't it or you know would west ham would rather have been on the beach having their uh, mid-season break because sometimes no. it looks as though they played no. like that no no i think that's completely wrong i don't know how anybody could say that if you think yeah. west ham were trying last night i think you'd be deluded mm. um because if if they weren't trying, then we really are truly terrible. Um, we know that they've got a far stronger squad than we have because they're sixth in the Premier League. They won the Europa Conference and now they're in the last 16 of the the full Europa League. Yeah. Right. So they're going to have a stronger squad than, squad than us. You have better players. They've got two there who are arguably £100 million players in, in Bowen and Pakita. Yeah. Okay. Moyes must be cursing this FA Cup uh, game and his team selection. Absolutely cursing it because he's lost his best striker, a world-class midfield player who Man City will probably sign, providing they don't get relegated four divisions with all this furore around their the 100 charges or so from the Premier League against them. Um, so it, they've got a terrific squad and i mean if they want to get rid of Moyes after what he's done I, I don't know what they expect to achieve i honestly don't but i mean that's one one for west ham i'm not going to tell them about their club because i hate it when people from somewhere else call us bristol and start talking about our club <laughs> so i'm i'm and west ham let's get it clear are a, a fantastic football club and they've got proper people they're they're a lot like a lot like city i mean we're, we're obviously smaller but smaller ground as well so but that th they're a proper club mm. but they they need you just need to be a bit i always remember remember the newcastle fans when uh bobby robson was there and they were fifth in the premier league and they thought that wasn't good enough yeah and then within a couple of seasons they've been relegated well, look what look what happened to uh charlton athletic many years ago with uh kirbishly and kirbishly. Steve yeah yeah they never exactly recovered. the same just sometimes just be a little bit careful what you wish for yeah and, I was and that, thinking that phrase I was that comes that back to this okay. anybody this talking about the lansdowns going it is just moronic sorry it just it just is I, i've got i can't i can't tolerate it unless somebody can start giving me solutions not coming out with just okay. glib remarks yeah which look, anybody could say let's look forward to uh the next league game it's against uh black black, black <laughs> it's against watford and um i think ross edwards has said city can't do it against uh lesser sides and we're better and, and skidmark has said we're better against better opposition mark watford they're a team they got a win at the weekend we gubbed them on boxing day very convincingly but they're a side that they're they are a more attacking side than uh than either birmingham preston or Millwall, they've got those players. So it promises to be a good game on Saturday, doesn't it? Yeah, but we do need those three points to stay in touch with the playoffs. Yeah, I think um, will Kansas City play with that intensity again? 
Um, can they create a few more uh, clear-cut chances? And I think we've, you know, I mean, last night we only had forty-three percent possession, which was which was quite interesting, yeah. Yeah, especially after um, they went down to ten men. I think we we still play better when other teams dominate possession or have more possession than we do, because we can spring them on the break. Um, but I think you know with Scott Twine coming in and he will start. Um, that you know, we'll, that there will be a there'll be a bigger expectation on the players, so they're going to have to meet. They're going to have to meet that. But I think um, I was, Ian was mentioning this to me last night. It, it, City do need to score an early goal. I think they definitely need to, need to score in the first half because it's quite noticeable about Ashton Gate how quiet it gets, and even at the end of that first half, with not a lot going on. There's like silence. It's it, no, you're right. I think people it, were just sort of. It's just so strange. Yeah, that I, thought, quiet I thought that as get. well, Mark. I thought, and that it as can well. get it, it can feed through to the players. I mean, the thing the thing is, you know, we're we're a bit passive because there's no success to re, you know, play. Fans will say, well, players need to need to need to whip whip the crowd up. Sometimes an individual player will do that. Um, and it, but we were not a team that creates a wall of fans that creates a wall of noise. Section 82 will, but um, you know, with all say stadiums now being you know a lot nicer, um, fans are a bit more passive, but it was so passive last yeah. night at times, yeah, and that's the worrying few, aspect for the players yeah, who feed off few, of that energy. There wasn't any energy to feed off, you know. Yeah, there were a few uh, chants coming from block A of the Dolman, uh, I noticed last night with a bit of interaction, but uh, Ian. Watford, you know, they're, they're a side that you would want to play against because they play a little bit more expansive than uh, those teams that I just mentioned. That, that Let's be fair, our last three league performances have been pretty bloody appalling, yeah? But what do you think? Uh, and how do you think we might line up against Watford on, on Saturday? You know, starting 11, it's a 20-man game. Not Jeff 20-man game, it's a 20-man match day squad. But what's your first picks going to be? Or do you think Matt Liam will pick on Saturday against the Hornets? Um, it, it depends who we've we've got available, and that's not a cop out. I think we might go with two, two tens again because it seemed to suit us last night. I think one of the tens would be Twine, um, and I think the other ten would be Knight, providing he's he's fit. Um, I think TGH will replace Matty James. So you've got him and Williams at the base of the midfield. Um, Mark's, if Mark Sykes is back, he may start at right wing back instead of Ross McCrory. He might, or he might be on the bench and, and Ross might go again. The, the idea last night was to give Ross the first half, uh, be finished up getting 60 minutes, which he must be delighted with. I just hope he's okay today. Yeah. So it depends. Yeah. Liam Manning's going to take a look at the players and think, yeah, is anybody pulled up um, in in training and looking a bit tired or not as sharp or whatever? But he, at least now he has got some options. Um, so Watford, it's strange. I was looking at one of their away games against Plymouth. They drew three all and they played a 4-1-4-1. And last time out, they won away at QPR and um, Jake Livermore scored twice from midfield. Now, he's the holding midfield player. Two long-range efforts they were as well, cracking goals. Yeah, in that 4-1-4-1. In that four, one, four, one. So, um, I, I think they'll 
they'll try and dominate the ball, which will suit us more than somebody coming in and, and sticking 10 behind it. But you never know. Their manager could um, could throw a curveball, but he's normally quite a positive quite a positive manager so with only one up top it doesn't overburden our central defenders so i i think it should be touch wood uh, uh certainly i think it'd be a far better game than birmingham millwall or preston let's put it that way could be a um, lot worse in a very low bar <laughs> yeah well you know but then again we none of us were complaining when we when we beat watford for were we oh. so you know, that's what I said. You're going to get ups and downs. And if you want all ups and no downs, stop following Bristol City because I've been following them like you have, Dave, for the thick end of 60 years. And it, honestly, if the fans at places like West Ham think they've seen ups and downs, I'll sit down and talk to them for about half hour about Bristol City and they'll crawl back to that club over three fields of broken glass naked. I'll tell you that now. They wouldn't want to go through what we, we bid through. No. Um, no. So... I, I think that, yeah, I think it'd be a good game of football. Um, and and I'm really pleased that, uh, you know, we brought Scott Twine in. Yes, there isn't an actual option, but he's been brought in. He wants to stay. Yeah. He's been brought into a permanent deal. But don't forget, if it doesn't work out, and not all signings do, if it doesn't work out, we may not want the signing, or may exactly. not want to keep That's it. good with that option to buy. Seems to be quite a good uh, way of doing things. And you and I are. At yeah, the, there's not. Uh, there's, you might there's, be there's, well, Mark. Are you at Senior Reds lunch uh, on Thursday? No, um, I'm going back to Watford. I think it's interesting. I've, they won't come to defend. Sorry, sorry Mark. I just let me. I just wanted to pick up on Ian's comment because Brian Tinian's the speaker at Senior Reds on Thursday. So if we get a chance, just to have a one-on-one -on -one with him. We may well yeah, ask him can't that. can't can't make it. May unfortunately, well, with, well with work commitments. Go on, what were you going to say, Mark? Sorry. Watford's. I mean, they won four out of the last five away games. I mean, that's fantastic form. The only one they drew, as Ian mentioned, against uh, against Plymouth, and they they score lots of goals. Um, play play with a back four. Does that mean we'll go to a back four? I think possibly. Um, I think that means does that mean Pring comes back uh, alongside Tanner? Where does that leave McCrory? Um, I think Sykes could come in from McCrory. Um, uh, and then uh, you know, does it is it does is that again would be a four a four two three one? I don't know. I think is it do you need two do you need players at home? Possibly, possibly not. Yeah, I, I, I. I don't know. I just think it just seemed to make us look more more solid. I think Sykes is critical if he comes back. Uh, and picking well, Sky, up Sykes is about... another player. Is another player like Conway. He does make intelligent runs. Yeah. And Sykes is also a good finisher. Yeah. And so but you get that extra goal threat with Sykes, don't you? Uh, yeah. Ian said, you do, you Ian said Mark it's about finding him, and it's finding Conway. That's the difference. Um, I mean, against Watford, we were able to create triangles on both flanks that created the goals, especially the left-hand side um, for both for, for both of the opening the opening goals. Well, one of them is from a free kick, but Conway, Mimetti, uh, uh, and Pr uh, uh, Conway, Mimetti, uh, I think Pring worked very well on the left-hand side in the first yeah. half. Created so many problems for for Watford and Conway's cross shot. Uh, with Sykes at the back yeah. post was put in by Hoop, wouldn't it? Um, for, to get as a deserved 2-0 lead at half uh, at half time. 
Um, but we, we, I think we're we're fortunate that we're playing a team that are gonna are gonna come to win. They're yeah. not gonna hide. I don't, you know, not gonna put ten men behind a ball uh, like Millwall. So we'll see. A, we should see a more open game, which gives us a chance. Well, hopefully. But we, but we got to take our chances. Don't get the uh, make sure that our our wider players, when they play wide, aren't pinned to the byline. That they're supported yeah. by another another player, and they make short passes inside. So we keep the ball moving forward, and that when we do get a chance to pass, and if we've got to make a pass inside the fullbacks, somebody makes that run, and they make the early pass and and, and create chances, because yeah. we're going to have to take them because Watford score goals away from home. Yeah. I'd like to see that back three stick. And Ian said earlier about McCrory, he's not going to be able to do 90 minutes. If Sykes no. was fit, you could give Sykes an hour like they did to McCrory last night and bring well, Sykes McCrory, can, I mean, Sykes McCrory can, on for a half yeah. hour. So he's well, he's got to, he's, Sykes has got a good defensive capability as well. So we know he's, I mean, yeah. he's been played as a right back, hasn't he? And as an auxiliary right back um, in games where where he's, he's substituted Tanner and and we we've yeah. we've made it we made a switch late in games sometimes so we know he gives he gives you that cover uh, that you know defensively so that's good but yeah he might need to, I mean with his injuries can he start a game same with McCraw with McCrory but it means that one one could play an hour and you can got you've got a, a starter and a finisher that's and you've got Sam Bell who came on and filled in as you mm. said quite rightly there Ian a few people have been commenting on the uh, text about the uh, the ticket shambles I gather there was free beer being given out by way of compensation I, I got to the ground at about 22 minutes past seven uh, Lansdowne gates uh, five to eight um, I think the thing is, people, uh, you, you do need to turn up early, you know, and I don't mean mega early, but, you know, leaving it to the last minute to get down there. I mean, it was 7.45 kickoff. I know the Leeds game is 8 o'clock. That's because of television. But, you know, is it six or one, half dozen of the other, you know, that fans should turn up, but City weren't equipped? There's been a few comments about stewarding, particularly in the South Stand as well, but... What's your take and how did you find it last night? I know you get there very early in the coffee bar. Yeah, but I, I didn't um I didn't go into the ground very early. Um my uh, my take on it was it was there were big queues in the same way they were for the Man City game. And I think some of that is down to printed tickets. If they'd have been uploaded to people's phones. Uh, the same is, for example, my uh, I went, as you know, I went to and West, West Ham, Ham. Yeah. and my my ticket uploaded directly to my Google wallet. So if they'd have done that and I don't know why they didn't, it could be something to do with our provider uh, or technology probably is because uh, that's been the simplest way to do it. Not everybody has got a smartphone still and not everybody has got access to printing. So sometimes it, it, it that creates a difference now I, I got i suppose it took me i left a coffee shop took me about 10 15 minutes to 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 queue up and get in the ground and it was a bit it was i wouldn't call it shambolic but it wasn't it didn't seem brilliantly organized you know when you queue at an airport they put all these uh barriers up so you've got lanes. to walk a certain yeah. way you can't yeah and and they they create lanes now perhaps if they tried something akin to that then that would help it because you had people 
walking into the queue from different places. They didn't know where the queue started or or finished. So, but yeah, your your point's well made. It, you you over the years, people have turned up at Ashton Gate later and later and just walked into the ground, and it's just it's just not quite as uh, as simple as that. And Dave seems to have disappeared off the face of the earth. So, Mark, did you have any problems getting in the ground last night? No, um, uh, I think it was just a load of people late. So, yeah, I was walking in from one side and you got people queuing in front of the turnstiles. And I think people think it's I mean, it should be simple. to It should be simple to go through. And I had the ticket on my phone. It wasn't uploaded to Google Wallet, but I had absolutely no problems with the with the QR code. So so just went straight through. But I think it would be much easier. I mean, I can remember when we went to Man City in 2018. It's like you had two areas, wouldn't it? You had like an outer um, turnstile and then an inner one, because I think they did a they did a bag search, didn't they? At that time was a bit different. But I think yeah, if you had some sort of lanes, um, would need just a little bit of uh, stewarding organisation. They could have, they could have got, they could have got round that. It's quite a narrow strip, isn't it? Be, we're, where the cut is and you've got the uh the pop-up bars you've got the you've got the car park parks, and you've, you've got, got a few car parks so it's quite a narrow area in front of the lansdowne stand yeah but there's a lot in. of um yeah well i go in in front of the south stand and mm. it, it's exactly the same because you've got the car park and you've got that bit there and i walk around to the dolman but um just a quick one on here B bcfc skidmark is pring off to rangers no that's bogus and uh, I, I read something by Carlton Palmer who said that Rangers are cons his idea was a two million pound deal. Well, they need to get better pundits because he's daft as a brush. If he thinks you could pick Campering up for two million pounds, there was a rumor last year West Ham were watching him. That is true, but West Ham lost interest when Cam lost a bit of form. That's the information. That's the information that I've got, and that's from the West Ham end. So. Um, <clears throat> Cam's not going anywhere. I think he's under contract to 2026. So hopefully he'll get into the Premier League with us and have a nice, cheerful one. Mark, look, looking at the game last night, if you were um, Liam Manning, how pleased would you be or not with certain aspects of the game? I mean, look at look at the defence, look at the midfield, look at the attack. What, where, where do you think we need to improve? And Dave's back. Yeah, don't um, happen there, but at least you guys kept going, so that's good. That's good. That uh... yeah, no problem. <laughs> Collect collectively, the defending's good. I think the problem we got is that um, uh, when we, we we win the ball well, um, just behind midfield and in, in in the central areas, but we give it away. We gave. I mean, you're playing against better players, so you don't get you get a second less probably on the ball than you would normally we lose the ball too easily so that thought process has got to be quicker somebody needs to make the run and they were making runs you need to release you need to release the ball quicker to a player keep the ball moving uh, as liverpool used to say um so defensively i think the, the, the back, but that player's distribution's got to be better especially zach viner but you've got to have players who want the ball uh, so when 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 you when a player's looking up, there needs to be somebody close by. You don't want to play too long a pass. You want safe passes or or players to move into a space where the ball's going to be. So a bit of player intelligence just need to be a little bit more intelligent. 
and we need to 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 mm-hmm. sometimes release the ball quicker when players like like Conway are making runs off slow centre backs. Really good, really good running, and you know to get to get them in because you don't have to play the ball wide all the time. You can no. play the ball. You can play the ball central if you can release the pass quicker. And I, I think our players were finding space last night. Is that sometimes they they run into a bit of a coldy sack. They're not their thought process isn't enough to make that that quick pass, and then the, it slows down. Uh, the defence resets, and when you're playing against a team that are sitting in, and it makes it that much harder. What I lo- what I like to see, and and I like to see more against the ten men. Rob Dickey's prepared to make that run into space, you know, to make that barnstorming run. But when he does, somebody needs to move ahead of him. You don't want him to run into a defender because once you do that, the players are all goal side, and yeah, you know, they're in. So just needs a bit more intelligence and better okay. pattern, I think. But collectively, defend, defending, defending, we look good, but we get caught in possession too often sometimes. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I took a guest along to the game last night. He's probably seen about four or five games, and he said we look a totally different side to what we did at the start of the season. Ian's mm. already said we look better uh, coached and what have you. So uh, mm. it's all good stuff. Um, Blackpool, Forest, Blackpool or Forest in the next round. Uh, Ian, likely to be Forest, isn't it? And, you know, we don't need to fear them, but it would be nice if Blackpool pulled off a shot, wouldn't it, uh, to Bloomfield Road tonight? Well, I, I, I don't think that's out of all reasonable doubt because Forest have got smacked with um, a potential of a points deduction and they're not in a great position although they they have improved in fairness uh they were all big fans of steve cooper but they have improved since um espiritu santu came in but he might be thinking wait a minute i didn't sign up to be a championship manager what's going to happen so and blackpool were two nil up in the first leg and because forest played a weakened team so forest had to um Forrest had to bring in a um bring on their best better players, bring on the first team, if you will, to pull it back to a draw. Mm. So it depends. If he goes with a weakened team, I could see Blackpool winning that because that is it's one of those difficult places to go. Now the pitch isn't as terrible as it was years ago, but it's still one of those grounds that not that many people like no. to go to. So it's, um, it's, it's an old star pitch in the ground that has been modified, but it's still not one of the best grounds in the division. Mark, it would be good to get one over on Nuno Espiritu Santos because he's a nasty little piece of work. I think his last visit to Ashton Gate, I'm sure somebody will correct me if I'm wrong, was December the 30th, 2017. And he'd been banished to the director's box. And whenever you see that uh, Wolf, Bristol City Wolves game, when they get that winner in the last minute, he's there giving it large right next to Alan Dix, who said, you can't do... He's looking at him in that manner that's sort of like, what the hell do you think you're doing in the director's box showing that level of uh, excitement, which obviously he's going to be. But it'd be nice to get one over on him, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think actually the last appearance at Ashton Gate, I think he was still there when he beat his in the FA Cup the following year, 1-0. FA Cup, FA Cup fifth round, it was on a Sunday. 
So yeah, I mean, he, 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 I mean, he over, he, he overreacted. I mean, he did that against Cardiff, I think, didn't he? In the league, and really peed off Neil Warnock. Mind you, being a long queue for that. But it's good. It's not a great place to go, Blackpool. You know, sounds a bit of a cliche, but you're right next to the Irish Sea, and, and it's going to be bloody cold. If Forest aren't up for that, they could easily lose it. With the quality they got, and you've got an outstanding attacking midfield player in Morgan Gibbs White. Really, yeah. he won that game on his own. One of his shot for one of his goals, and and he played under a spirit of Santo. Of course, loaned, I think loaned him out. Went yeah. to Sheffield United, didn't he? And then uh, uh, went to Forest after they got promoted. He, he's an outstanding talent. Could play himself into the. And have they got, have they got Chris bit. Wood up front as well? Yeah, he, Chris Wood. I mean, he got he got sold to Newcastle, didn't yeah. he? And then Fye Burnley, and and was there five minutes? A big a big old lump in his thirties now, but still a decent player. Okay. But they got six players at the African Cup of Nations, and if they don't fancy that, they'll get fanged out. So yeah. that'll be interesting. It's live on the telly tonight. Well, It'd be that, nice right? to get Forest, but. I want to get in the fifth round. I prefer yeah. well, to we play want to get back. We want to relive uh, 1974, don't they? Well, when the year ends in four, 1974, last time we got through to the quarterfinals after beating Leeds. Yeah. I've done that one to death. 94, uh, we beat Liverpool. We Liverpool also got game. through to the fifth round. Yeah. Beat Stockport 4-0 in a rearranged game well, because it was, meant to be played. Yeah. Yeah, it was meant to be played, wasn't it? Um, the Saturday after we beat Liverpool, but it was frozen off. Yeah. And then Wayne Allison got a hat-trick in a rearranged game against Danny Bergara's um, direct team. And we lost in the fifth round replay to Charlton. Um, we should probably have won the game and it was one all. And then they, they lost in the sixth round to Man United that year. The year Man United uh, did the double, yeah. uh, beating Chelsea in the final. I think it was 4-0. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, be nice to get in the quarterfinals of the cup. I prefer to play Blackpool, but I think we can beat either team It'll be it'll be twenty five plus again. It'll be fantastic, and it's exciting. Do you know what I enjoyed last night, Dave? The amount of families that are there, kids, you know, girls and boys, loving it. That's the next generation. Yeah, you know, big smiles on their faces. Absolutely. Well, they sit. I mean, for once, actually, for once, City didn't disappoint. You know, they did do it, and they haven't done it for a while but last night no they didn't disappoint but we we, we very quickly i mean we i mean about 20 years ago i mean i think the average age of fans can we can we we get back to the modern day we're we're having a lovely stroll down memory lane but no i'm just saying now those are the fans of the future it's good to see lots of kids in with their families lovely brilliant marvelous yeah right um transfer window is half gone Andy, Andy Vyman has gone. He'll be remembered for his wholehearted commitment and being part of WSM in 21-22. And his hat-trick, hat-trick it's, uh, against Sheffield United. Various hat-tricks as well along the way. Yeah. Um, you know, mm. I was, uh, I, I say I was probably a bit harsh on him from time to time, but, uh, you know, you can't take away 21-22 season. Ian, uh, just to wrap up from you, do you see us, um, do you see us having any more activity in the next uh, <laughs> 14 days. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll bring in, in another out. midfield. Sorry? In and out. Uh, yeah, possibly from the first team, um, one out and and one in. Um, uh, Skidmark on here saying um, we need a striker and a goalkeeper this window. We won't this window, but very, we, we will in the summer, both positions, I, I believe. Um and uh, I think it's uh, 
it, it, it people keep saying it's a difficult window but there hasn't been a huge amount of money spent no. there's been a lot of loans loans with a view to loans with an option loans with an obligation not really many loans with even loans with an obligation and certainly not many what are called big money transfers no. and i don't i think those days in in the uh, championship are gone and i think they're they're gone for good for bristol city in, until we're, we're lucky enough to either sell a couple of players for 25 million and even then I don't think there'll be the largesse um, that there was previously. So, yes, we'll, we'll bring in somebody um, this window. I know the player is that we're trying to get. I'm quite excited about it, but I'm not going to mention his name or uh, what country he's from or anything like that. But if we can land him, I think we'll be... Um, I, th I think he'd be a very good player. All right, let me ask in... you this, Ian, without giving anything away. You know, will the fans uh, look and think, bloody hell, Scott Twine was a bit of a step up or not bad. Is he, is he of that ilk that it'll make people think, oh, that's not bad? I think it'd be a very, I think it'd be an, an exciting signing. Yeah. It's not going to be, I wouldn't say the guy's incredibly well known, but his stats are oh. very good. Right. And he fits. You've got what what you've got to look at with our team is the profile of the players we're trying to sign. And I don't see us going away from that very much. So, for example, if we were looking for a centre forward, and we will in the summer, it won't be. Um, it, it won't be somebody that that I, I describe as a, I've described before as a head on a stick that's in their 30s no and that's not what we're looking for we're, we're looking for somebody in their early 20s who's going to have a sell-on value potentially um so i don't see us signing uh with great respect to him signing many more players like harry cornick who were closer to the end of their career than the beginning yeah, and he didn't and he didn't sign him as tomo said earlier on the uh on the text feed i mean what manning does like apparently and tomo does spend time at the hpc on certain duties what Cornick does do buys into the squad mentality but you know has he really affected the games when he has come on as a substitute part of the squad and the answer to that i would say no i mean mark um ian's uh ian not naming him or anything like that he he can't really lose can he with uh with signing no, and I, 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 I wish if, Mr. You, I, if you I, want I, me to tell if you wanted me to give you a list of players like no, no, like you don't like worry. Look, we'll, i'll give you a list of players and none of them are coming but if you look at if you follow my twitter feed and i know you do if there's nonsense on there like for example campering to rangers max o'leary to forest uh, uh, roberto Muniz from fulham um who was the other one it, no, it's all it's all Chris Martin as I said to you before I'll, I'll give you a list of players as long as you're armed none of them are coming none of them are coming no so I mean so the, you know I, is... I can I can list play I can list players all day and what I say to people if you don't want to listen to it don't follow follow me on Twitter and don't listen exactly so it's, yeah, that's exactly. easy isn't it yeah uh somebody said Pritchard had a contract in the summer at Sunderland but uh he's probably a bit he's a bit too Old. slow even for us um Mark um Good player, about, but he's, you know, Andy, he's a bit older. Yeah, a bit older as well. He's, what is he, about 28 maybe? I don't know. Mark, um, Andy's gone. Um, 
you know, do, do you see James going in the summer as well? Andy King probably now. Um, and is Joe doing enough to earn a new contract? Because we're seeing the best of Joe Williams, aren't we? We're seeing a player that we thought we'd signed three and a half years ago. Yeah, I think with Joe, it's all about fitness. Um, if he can stay fit and keep up those, those levels, he definitely gets a new contract. Um, I think other clubs will be looking at him, uh, you know, uh, looking at him now because he, he would be available if they don't don't make him an offer soon. I think the only thing he's going to wa- got to watch now is that he will be a marked man because of those tackles and, and the, 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 the immediate attention they got. He's got to be quite measured in the way that he uh, he's making his tackles now, but he's so much better and he's playing a lot of games. It's whether he can uh, keep that consistency um, you know, in in two in three games a week that we're getting because they're coming like meteors flying now. The games are flying in. Um, can he keep up that level? Because that's what he'll need from Manning: high intensity, um, high press, high energy, and that's the players that he, yeah. you know that Liam Manning wants. So he's got yeah. to, he's got to sign up for that. So yeah, maybe James does go, but I think he, he you know he's he's a, a, he'd be a very good squad player. He looks. He, maybe James can do next season what King. Yeah, he does season. a James does a James does a job. He can pass the ball. He can he can mix it. He can mix it up. Um, he's not getting younger, but I think he's worth an, an, yeah. another year okay. definitely. Um, will these players want to sign for us? That's, mean, look, that's we, the point. We've got one point yeah. from the last three league games. Ian, how many points? You, you 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 study statistics more than I do. Looking at the league table, there's 19 games to go. What points total would you say is going to get sixth place this uh, season? Is it going to be a low? Is it going to be a low 69 or a 74? I I think it'd be somewhere. Be, if I was spread betting, I'd go somewhere between 73 and 76. Okay, so on that basis, right? With nine, with the it is nineteen games to go, isn't it? Yeah, thirty-eight points on top of what we've got now would give us. What would that give us? Thirty-eight. We got thirty-six now. So yeah, that'd do it. So we got right. Assuming we get a couple more in, no, one more in because we've got twine. Assuming we get one more in, and we don't suffer any more injuries to key players, yeah. Is the squad capable, in your mind, simple answer, uh, of getting two points a game for the balance of the season and make it an interesting season, notwithstanding the cup? Ian? You you can't answer a question yes or no without caveating it. So my caveats would be, if we can clear up the injuries and not get too many more injuries, suspensions is is the other one that we've got to avoid. Um, with if we get this addition and the deal's not done yet, which is one reason why I'm not releasing any names because that's just not you know that betraying a confidence. Um, but I, I actually think that yes, we we have with, with the extra couple of players, uh, I, I'd agree with Liam Manning to an extent that. You don't need more strikers if you've got if you've got players that can provide the right service, yeah. and that's what we need. We we need that service and to keep the players fit. If we do that, I think we've got every chance right. of finishing sixth. 
if we if those things if those if you want to call it stars if those stars all align okay yeah okay that's fine mark um you know it's we it, I, I said prior to last night i said you know this next well in fact i said this month will decide our season and if you look at the games that are coming up watford home and then it's swansea away uh coventry uh, at home. home, coventry away after the yeah. cup game and then leeds at home yeah that's a three fairly tough games coming up and you know that's six points in those three games to maintain that two points a game that we're looking for whereas if we only draw two and lose one season's over and we've got the cup to think about haven't we yeah but do you think we're capable and ian does with the caveats that he's just put in there yeah, if we take if we take our chances, I think we we got a chance. We got uh, we got a good uh, defensive record. I think because both teams the uh, teams who occupy the top two positions, uh, Leicester and Ipswich, are currently getting more than two points a game. That means it's likely on current on the current points that um, sixth place could be maybe seventy points, so a very low bar. Normally it's seventy to seventy two to seventy five, so it could be seventy. Yeah. So there'll be a queue of clubs right. looking to get sixth place because I think the the rest uh, sort themselves out. You'd expect Southampton to, to be to be pushing uh, and Leeds to be pushing uh, um, pushing Ipswich for second place because it because mm -hmm. Leicester should. They should walk it uh, from here well, on. And there are some but, very interesting but though, games. Yeah, both those teams at the moment are going to get are going to get yeah. uh, over two points a game. So that gives seventh place. I, I you know, it's going to be an adventure. And yeah. um, of course, um, going further in the cup creates more problems because, you know, it's you know you, you need your seek squad rotation because. And it's good. More games means more problems, possible yeah. injuries, possible suspensions. Yeah. We'll have to see how that affects us. But we've got players coming back, we, we, and we, it'd be brilliant. Cal Naismith, Rob Atkinson, There's a platform for momentum on the back of the FA Cup. But as Tom has just pointed out here, the 12 league games at Liam's out in charge, or is it 11? But it's 1.25 points per yeah, game. We need, so we need a run of games. We need we, it sooner we, rather than later we, we need to, to show that we've got three, a chance. We need to do what we did just before Christmas, is yeah. rattle off three wins in a row. Yeah. And then, as Ian's just said on the text, uh, Borough Watford Hull, we, we rattle those three off. That's what we need uh, to do. And Ian said he's been more hopeful than he has been uh, for many a year. Well, let's hope, let's hope that uh, continues. We'll be doing our Watford... Uh, match review uh, at um, six o'clock. Sorry, what am I talking about? Nine o'clock on Sunday morning. Yeah, so hopefully you can join us then. Thanks for everybody that has uh, watched. And uh, uh, I dipped out in the middle. I had a little bit of a technical problem here, but it meant that the show carried on with uh, Ian and Mark for a few well, moments. Let's so go on, David. For that. And um, everybody have a good uh, rest of week and let's see who we're going to get in the fourth round as a result of the replay that I'll keep half an eye on on TV tonight. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a good week. All the best. Thank you. Cheers. And thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I've got... There's a time I always feel happy As happy as a king When the red, red robin comes Bob, bob, bob and along Along There'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, 
laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When Richard Robbins are bubba-bubbing along. Red Robin comes bob bob bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up. The sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When the red, red robin starts bobbing along. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you're still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and time supply. See McDonald's.com. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.